Welcome to episode 215 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about fossil fuels. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and you see discussions going on about climate change, fossil fuels, green energy, ivermectin, the COVID vaccine, or abortion, please share the Truth Quest podcast with your friends. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Long before COVID, the authoritarians had climate change. Now that we are post-COVID, these same authoritarians are back to climate change with a vengeance. Check out one of my very first episodes, episode 7, The Truth About Climate Change, and a much more recent one, episode 208, The Truth About the Climate Change Agenda, for a broad look at that subject. Climate change is now called a transition to green energy, a forced transition. It's a global phenomenon as elitists and green energy fascists slowly turn the lights, the AC, and the heat off in Western countries and sentence the third world to the status quo. It's cult-like behavior. They are forcing economy-killing and household-budget-killing green energy policies down the throats of people all over the world. Here in America, they severely restrict drilling on federal lands and in federal waters. They have blocked and essentially criminalized the construction of new nuclear power plants and severely restricted the construction of new coal-fired electric plants. They want us to pay $10 a gallon for gas and force us to buy electric vehicles. And if you don't, screw you. In practice, green energy means disastrously oppose everything but unreliable solar and wind. Protect the earth from humans rather than use the earth for the sake of flourishing humankind. The green energy fascist cult is the root of our global energy crisis. This is the idea that government should have total control over the energy industry. Fascism. It's used for the green goal of rapidly eliminating fossil fuels and nuclear. Today's energy policy is fascist. Economically speaking, fascism means unlimited control of government over private industry. In this episode, I'm going to review the work of Alex Epstein, an energy expert and the author of two fabulous books on fossil fuels, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels and Fossil Future. Using his exhaustive research and writings, we will make the case for more fossil fuel usage, not less. Let's start at the beginning, the energy industry. The energy industry is the industry that powers every other industry. Therefore, the cost of your food, the cost of your clothing, the cost of your shelter, the success of your business, your ability to take a vacation, the cost of all the different modern miracles, the cost of your health care, they are all tied to energy. So when the green energy fascists screw around with the energy industry, they are screwing with virtually every aspect of your life. Today's energy crisis is very simple. It's completely preventable, and it's purposeful. 
The price of energy, like all prices, is set by supply and demand. For the last 15 years, the global anti-fossil fuel movement, with major leadership from every woke politician on the planet, has acted aggressively to restrict the supply of fossil fuel energy, which has prevented it from keeping up with growing demand. When Joe Biden promises, quote, I guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuel, and then becomes president, many oil investors run for the hills. Is it any wonder that threatened with punishment, investment in oil and gas has declined dramatically? Between 2011 and 2021, oil and gas exploration investments declined by 50%. Less investment equals less supply, which equals higher prices. When fossil fuel supply goes down and fossil fuel demand goes up, fossil fuel energy prices go up. And when energy prices go up, the price of everything goes up. It's really that simple. There is no physical or technical reason the oil industry can't meet rising demand. The world has hundreds of years worth of oil deposits, and thanks to amazing new technologies like fracking, we are more capable than ever to go get it. Let's see if I can make the irrefutable case for more fossil fuels. If you want a world in which all 8 billion of us have the opportunity to flourish, to live long, healthy, prosperous, fulfilling lives, we need to use more, not less, fossil fuels going forward. If human flourishing is the goal, there is no other answer. If human limitation or human suffering or power grabbing by authoritarians that causes human limitations and human suffering is the goal, then there are lots of other alternatives, like the forced transition to green energy, with no plan to actually accomplish that goal. Just piss on naive people's heads and tell them it's raining. According to Epstein, there are three irrefutable principles for thinking about fossil fuels. Number one, factor in fossil fuel benefits. When you're evaluating what to do about technology, we must factor in not only the negative side effects, but also its benefits. For example, oil-powered equipment and natural gas fertilizers are crucial to feeding 8 billion people. You will notice as we progress through this episode that the green energy fascists only point to the negatives associated with fossil fuels, never the benefits. The second irrefutable principle for thinking about fossil fuels is factor in fossil fuels climate mastery benefits. One huge benefit we get from fossil fuels is the ability to master climate danger. Fossil fuels provide us with habitats that protect us from nature, i.e. air conditioning and heat which can potentially neutralize fossil fuels' negative climate impacts. We can live in Florida or Texas or Alaska or the Colorado mountains, all because of fossil fuels. And finally, number three, factor in fossil fuels' negative and positive climate side effects with precision. With rising CO2, we must consider both negatives, maybe more heat waves, and positives, fewer deaths caused by lower temperatures. And we must be precise, not equating some impact with huge impact. Consider Epstein's five undeniable facts about fossil fuel benefits. Number one, cost-effective energy is essential to human flourishing. There's that phrase again, human flourishing. It's going to be a recurring theme here. Affordable, reliable, versatile, scalable energy is essential to human flourishing because it gives us the ability to use machines to become productive and prosperous. Thanks to today's unprecedented availability of cost-effective energy, mostly fossil fuel, the world has never been a better place for human life. 
life expectancy and income have been skyrocketing with extreme poverty, meaning less than $2 a day, plummeting from 42% in 1980 to less than 10% today. CO2 emissions are up over the last 100 years. So is life expectancy around the world. So is GDP per capita around the world. And so is the world's population. So you can conclude that fossil fuel usage has contributed immensely to human flourishing, and the green energy fascists are opposed to them. The number two undeniable fact about fossil fuel benefits is the world needs much more energy. Three billion people use less electricity than the typical American refrigerator. One third of the world uses wood or dung for heating and cooking. Conclusion, much more energy is needed. Have you seen what is going on in Europe recently as they move away from fossil fuels? Lines miles long in Poland to get coal for winter heating. In Germany, the most searched phrase on Google a few weeks ago was where to buy firewood. In Germany, let's spend a minute on the poorest of the poor, the people in the third world. The green energy fascists claim to be considerate. They care about the welfare of poor people. Yet their agenda tells a different story. It deprives people of the opportunity to flourish via fossil fuel-driven energy. Shouldn't our goal be to help them flourish? That's 3 billion people. The restrictive policies hold these people back. The green energy fascists are opposed to higher standards of living for the poorest of the poor. The desperate lack of life-giving, cost-effective energy means that any replacement of fossil fuels must not only provide energy for the 2 billion who use significant amounts of energy, but for the 6 billion who use far less. Restricting fossil fuels without incredible alternatives is willful negligence and essentially mass murder. If 8 billion people are going to have cost-effective energy they need to flourish in far greater quantities needed, fossil fuel usage needs to increase. Those who think fossil fuels' CO2 emissions are apocalyptic should also acknowledge that rapid fossil fuel elimination is equally as apocalyptic. The number three undeniable fact about fossil fuel benefits is fossil fuels are uniquely cost-effective. They can be naturally stored, concentrated, and provide abundant energy. That's all part of the definition of cost-effective. Can you say that about wind and solar? Naturally stored, concentrated, abundant? Currently, fossil fuels provide 80% of the world's energy, and they're still growing fast, especially in countries most concerned with cost-effective energy, like China and India. Only one energy source comes close to competing with fossil fuels, and that is nuclear. Another energy source that the green energy fascist protesters are opposed to. Nuclear energy is the cleanest and safest form of energy ever devised. It has a long-term potential to outcompete fossil fuels at producing electricity and heat, and possibly many forms of transportation as well. Despite its amazing potential and promising track record, nuclear is stagnating and even declining in much of the world. Costs have increased as much as 10 times in large part because plants that used to take four years to build now take 16. Existing nuclear power plants are being shut down well before the end of their useful lifetimes, but government is doing nothing to address the criminalization that makes new plants virtually impossible to build in any remotely affordable way. Instead of low-carbon energy evolving to become more cost-effective than fossil fuels, we are seeing huge government preferences for solar and wind solutions that make electricity more expensive and less reliable. 
The number four undeniable fact about fossil fuel benefits is unreliable solar and wind are failing to replace fossil fuels. Wind and solar provide 5% of world energy. Now keep in mind, that's only electricity, which is only 20% of all energy. Despite that minuscule percentage, they still require huge subsidies and reliable, mostly fossil fuel power plants as backups when they inevitably stop producing at night and when the wind stops blowing. So the green energy fascists not only have to solve the intractable problem providing electricity, then they have to figure out how to provide the other 80% of world energy that isn't electricity. Then doing that for the world's far greater energy needs going forward. In case you are wondering, they have no plans to accomplish any of that. The bottom line is wind and solar are unreliable. The battery technology does not currently exist to store wind and solar generated energy. The fact is batteries are economically absurd. They are so expensive that just three days of global backup using Elon Musk's mega packs would cost $400 trillion. That's more than four times the global GDP. Will batteries make unreliable solar and wind reliable? No. Battery storage is expensive and can only provide a given capacity for a few hours. And the number five undeniable fact about fossil fuel benefits is fossil fuel energy gives us an incredible climate mastery ability, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. Fun fact, fossil fuels have helped drive down climate disaster deaths by 98% over the last century. Another fun fact, 100 million people worldwide live below sea level. Talk about climate mastery. Turns out humans are very adaptable. Climate mastery is so powerful that for CO2 emissions to be apocalyptic enough to justify rapid fossil fuel restrictions, let alone elimination, they need to have unprecedented impacts like sea levels rising by a foot every decade or storms becoming two times more powerful. Science shows nothing like that. So that was five undeniable facts about fossil fuel benefits. Now let's turn to five undeniable facts about fossil fuel climate side effects. The first one is CO2 emissions correlate to a one degree Celsius warming and global greening. Fossil fuel CO2 emissions have contributed to the warming of the last 170 years, but that warming has been mild and manageable. Like I just said, one degree Celsius. CO2 emissions have also driven significant greening of the planet over the last 170 years, including during the recent 33-year period documented by NASA. This combined with the 1 degree Celsius warming is not remotely catastrophic and is in many ways beneficial. How is it beneficial? Rising CO2 levels will continue to come with the huge agricultural benefit. Higher CO2 levels can be leveraged to make crops grow even more. That's the global greening concept. The number two undeniable fact about fossil fuels climate side effects is deaths from cold greatly exceed deaths from heat. While the green energy fascists portray a world as increasingly riddled with heat-related deaths, the fact is that even though the Earth has gotten one degree Celsius warmer, far more people die from cold than heat. Depriving the poor of fossil fuels will cause countless temperature-related deaths in the future. The number three undeniable fact about fossil fuel climate side effects is CO2 warming occurs more in colder places. While we're taught to think the warming is global or even concentrated in the hottest parts of the world, 
it is in fact concentrated in the coldest parts of the world during the coldest times. That makes warming less disruptive and in many cases beneficial. Al Gore never mentioned that, did he? The number four undeniable fact about fossil fuels' climate side effects is CO2 warming diminishes as levels rise. Do you know that the greenhouse effect of CO2 is a diminishing effect, with additional CO2 leading to less warming? Don't take Epstein's word for it. Even the UN's most extreme scenarios show warming leveling off as CO2 levels rise. But we must continue to pretend there is a coming apocalypse. And finally, the number five undeniable fact about fossil fuel climate side effects is even the IPCC extreme projections are masterable with fossil fuel. We are told over and over again that the most plausible danger of rising CO2 levels and temperatures is rapid sea level rises that would destroy coastal investments, and yet the wealthy continue to buy oceanfront properties. Weird, huh? Fact, extreme United Nations projections are just three feet in 100 years. Don't you think future generations can master that if it comes true? Remember, humans are very adaptable. As I mentioned earlier, we already have 100 million people living below sea level today. Let's look at some fossil fuel myths that Epstein wrote about recently on his Substack site. Myth number one, we can rapidly reduce fossil fuels at very low cost. The truth is, fossil fuels are uniquely cost-effective form of energy, which is why they are 80% of global energy and still growing. Rapidly reducing fossil fuels in a world that needs far more energy is catastrophic. Myth number two, solar and wind are cheap. Okay, fine, they're technically free, I get that, but solar and wind are unreliable, and they're parasitic sources of energy that add costs to the grid. They require reliable energy sources to deliver energy at night and when the wind is not blowing. Myth number three, Solar and wind are winning in the marketplace, outcompeting fossil fuels and nuclear with superior economics. Truth, solar and wind are only winning when given massive preferences, subsidies, mandates, and no penalty for being unreliable. Myth number four, renewable energy is projected to exceed fossil fuel energy by 2026. Truth is, this projection is of electricity which I mentioned earlier is only 20% of energy, not all energy, and just refers to when the sunlight and the wind are at their peak, not most of the time. And again, it depends on massive political favoritism. Myth number five, anti-fossil fuel activists just want the most energy for the least CO2. Well, that can't be true. If it were, how do you explain the green energy fascist hostility to hydro and nuclear power? Myth number six, nuclear is too expensive, so we should use wind and solar instead. Again, wind and solar cannot provide reliable energy. Nuclear can. And nuclear is only expensive because it has, with the help of many green energy fascists, been falsely labeled unsafe and effectively criminalized. And government regulations have all but shut down new nuclear power plants. Myth number seven, the Texas winter blackouts were all failure of fossil fuels, especially natural gas. The truth is fossil fuels perform beautifully in far worse winter weather than Texas had in February of 2021. Texas blackouts were caused by defunding reliable, resilient power in favor of unreliable, 
solar and wind. Myth number eight, replacing fossil fuels with solar and wind will make us more secure because we'll depend less on hostile countries. This argument is just stupid. The oil deposits in the U.S. dwarf even Saudi Arabia. Myth number nine, climate change from rising CO2 levels will require ruinous, costly adaptation. Truth is, speculated climate changes should be slow and thus affordable to adapt to, while rapidly eliminating fossil fuels will make billions far poorer, endangered by climate, and lower their standards of living. And finally, myth number 10, continued CO2 emissions will cause irreversible climate change. Truth is, at some point, future technologies will enable us to reverse the rise of the CO2 if we want. But nothing can reverse mass death caused by trying to rapidly eliminate CO2 emissions. The burden of proof of phasing out fossil fuels is on those making the proposal. They are the ones who are proposing endangering billions of people across the planet by taking away the cheapest method of generating energy and electricity. We need to reframe the debate. Or as Rush Limbaugh used to argue, we need to reject their premise. The debate now is framed as fossil fuels are bad and will harm the planet, therefore we must eliminate the carbon dioxide emissions. We need to push back and ask questions and demand scientifically proven answers. For example, why must CO2 emissions be lowered? What makes them bad? Are we talking about pollution? Okay, present some evidence. Which countries pollute the least? Which countries pollute the most? Which countries are you fascists trying to kill fossil fuel usage in? We should reject the idea of eliminating fossil fuels and eliminating humans' impact on the planet. The starting point should be the advancement of human flourishing and eliminating human suffering. I've made the argument many times when critiquing the left's agenda, especially the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. I made the argument that their policies are actually harmful. I mean, think about it. Minimum wage, defund the police, open borders, socialized medicine, gun control, education, all things COVID, vote by mail, environmental policy, gender identity, gender fluidity, socialism. The green energy agenda is no different. These people are dangerous. They are going to cause great harm to society globally. The reason these people ignore fossil fuel benefits is that their primary moral goal is not advancing human flourishing on Earth, but eliminating human impact on Earth. They ignore fossil fuels' benefits and catastrophize their side effects. So they push false assumptions and make catastrophic predictions. The claim that rising CO2 levels are a climate emergency requiring desperate crash measures is a complete farce. While climate change, humans impacting climate, is real, climate emergency is not. The world is slowly becoming warmer, at a cold point in geological history, when many more people die of cold than of heat. This does not at all justify rapidly restricting global fossil fuel use. These people claim that human impact on nature is intrinsically immoral and evil. The planet is this delicate nurturer and will punish us if we damage it. There are too many people on the planet. People are parasite polluters of Mother Earth. This will lead to disaster. That is why these catastrophists keep thinking the next catastrophe prediction will be the one that's right. Low carbon energy policy has been dominated by the green energy movement, which is an outgrowth 
of an anti-development movement. This movement is hostile to all development because of development's impact on nature and therefore is hostile to every form of cost-effective energy. They carry a deep opposition to humanity, to mankind. This is some sick shit, folks. The green energy fascists never consider human flourishing. In their mind, it's wrong to impact the climate. We are sinners if we do. They worship little G God, the environment. If we disagree with them, we are blasphemers. These people want to kill fossil fuels and replace them with what? Unreliable wind and solar? Meaning they are opposed to energy. They are opposed to human flourishing. They prioritize eliminating impact of human flourishing. Before Al Gore told us the planet has a fever, we were treated to mainstream media alarmists about global cooling in the 1960s and 70s. Then it was acid rain was going to be the next catastrophe. Then is global warming, climate change, extreme weather. If it's not one thing, it's another. And make no mistake, the green energy fascist goal is to punish the West, especially the United States. They hate capitalism, and they want to implement their version of communism, fascism, socialism, depending on who you talk to. The green energy agenda serves their purpose of punishing capitalism in America by reducing CO2 making our energy more expensive and less reliable, while China, Russia, India, and others increase their emissions. We need to liberate America innovation policy instead. Dare I say it? We need a MAGA energy policy like we did just two short years ago. The U.S. causes less than one-sixth of global CO2 emissions, and it's falling. The main reason global CO2 emissions are rising is because billions of people in the developing world are bringing themselves out of poverty by using fossil fuels to power factories, farms, vehicles, and, and appliances. The developing world overwhelmingly uses fossil fuels because that is by far the lowest cost way for them to get reliable energy. As we have already demonstrated, unreliable solar and wind can't come close. And that's why China and India have hundreds of new coal plants under construction. The only way to lower CO2 emissions and benefit America and the West and the third world is to promote innovation that makes low-carbon energy truly reliable and low-cost. Are China and India going to stop using fossil fuels so long as they are the lowest-cost option? They won't, and nor should they. America's and other governments' promotion of non-cost-effective, low-carbon energy and impeding the promising low-carbon nuclear energy has led to a situation where there is no globally cost-competitive low-carbon energy on the horizon. Let's talk for a minute about the electric grid. A reliable grid is the foundation for our quality of life. Our lives depend on ultra-reliable electricity for refrigerators that preserve our food, the water treatment plants that keep our water drinkable and clean, the air conditioning that keeps us cool, the factories that produce our goods, etc. The root cause of our grid's reliability problems is simple. America is shutting down too many reliable power plants, plants that can be controlled to produce electricity when needed in the exact quantity needed, and is attempting to replace them with unreliable solar and wind. Since at any given time, solar and wind can go to zero, and without the necessary battery technology, using them as a replacement for reliable power plants does not work. The green energy fascists are purposely turning America's grid into a third world grid by rewarding unreliable electricity, imposing ruinous environmental protection agency rules on CO2 emissions, 
by perpetrating a punitive regulatory environment on power plants, both nuclear and coal-fired, and prematurely shutting down both nuclear and coal-fired plants, the EPA has essentially criminalized nuclear power in the United States. And finally, the green energy fascists are purposely turning America's grid into a third world grid by forcing electric vehicle usage. How much sense does it make for governments to coerce us into buying electric vehicles while at the same time destroying the grid that will be needed to charge them? The most reckless electric vehicle policy I've seen is California, which combines outlawing new oil-fueled vehicles by 2035 and wrecking its grid by shutting down reliable power plants. I mean, just two weeks ago, the governor announces this 2035 policy, and two days later, he begs Californians not to charge their EVs because it will take down the grid. Babylon B had a headline. It said something like, a state with no electricity orders everyone to drive EVs. These people are lunatics. They're mentally ill. To finish off the discussion on the electric grid, consider Texas's February 2021 disaster where several hundred people died. It was caused by reliance on wind and solar. Texas grid planners hoped it wouldn't get very cold and that the wind wouldn't falter too much so their lack of reliable capacity wouldn't be exposed. But hoping did not work and people died unnecessarily. In case you have not figured it out, the green energy fascists are authoritarians. They are one-trick ponies just like the authoritarians that directed the COVID agenda. Take the experimental vaccine. There are no other treatments. If you don't do what we say, and or if you try to use ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, you will be demonized. If you try to prescribe or fill a prescription for those, you will be threatened with your pharmacist or medical license. In the case of these fossil fuel Nazis, they are a two-trick pony. Wind and solar is the only answer to every question, and they demonize and or oppose everything else. The bottom line is, the green energy fascists ignore the benefits of fossil fuels while focusing only on the side effects. And they catastrophize those side effects. They ignore the fact that any negatives will continue to be net masterable by adaptive humans, and there will be benefits such as warming in cold places and the continued global greening. I can't help myself but to draw another parallel between the green energy agenda and the COVID response. Whereas the green energy fascists only focus on the side effects of fossil fuels, the COVID fascists completely ignored adverse effects of the experimental vaccine. There's just no consistency in the left thought process. It's all about winning at all costs. The fossil fuel situation, the CO2 emission situation, is nowhere near apocalyptic. Whereas losing fossil fuels benefits would be apocalyptic. Never let a crisis go to waste. And when there is no crisis, create one. Climate change hysteria. Don't be fooled by the green energy fascists as they push policies designed to destroy capitalism behind the veil of climate change, fossil fuel-induced hysteria. And that's the truth about fossil fuels. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.